welcome to Dear Willie Podcast, episode 12, coming to you from the Dear Willie Studios right here in Canberra, the nation's capital. In a week that's seen everything from uh, hot winds, dust storms and finally rain here at the uh, Podcast HQ, rain's welcome as uh, most of Australia settles into a summer of water restrictions. Susie, I trust you're on tank water, but the uh, hometown of Armidale has only about five minutes of water left, which for those of us who called it home in the 80s and 90s feels almost impossible to imagine. I uh, personally can't recall how many times I set off from college to the main campus of the university uh, in the rain and saw people canoeing across playing fields as Jumeric Creek burst its banks, but I guess it's just the times we live in, way too dry. Uh, if you're looking for something to listen to in the run-up to Christmas, uh, Neil Young and Crazy Horse have dropped their new album, Colorado, Get Into It. Uh, it's the first album with Crazy Horse in at least seven years for Neil. Um, Ariadne, I suspect this won't meet your criteria of being new music, but hey, keep on rocking in the free world. Give it a whirl. I love it. And yes, the podcast is late again. Uh, sorry about that. My paying job kept me away from it last week and... Then the weekend happens, so, uh, you know, I think it's in the way. But uh, a week in Melbourne at the Association of Biosafety for Australia and New Zealand annual conference waits for no podcast. And it really was a, a cavalcade of local and international speakers this year. Uh, quite a few delegates approached me to ask uh, whether I was speaking, and uh, I guess they seemed somewhat relieved to know that I wouldn't be. And with topics such as uh, the Malaysian Institute of Health, lessons learnt from planning large animal biocontainment suites in the tropics, and... Uh, a review of the new Canadian CCAC guidelines on air quality monitoring and reducing vivarium energy use, well, you can see why it was such a big week. Uh, just one last thing on the conference, and this is my greatest bugbear as a tea drinker. Now, the hot water urn and the brewed coffee urn are not interchangeable. There is nothing worse than making a cup of tea with water that suffers from coffee taint. So just stop it, conference venues, stop it. It ruins my day. And uh, Crown Casino Conference, you are now on my list. So let's see, any birthdays since the last podcast? Well, yep, we've had some. First of all, the group uh, patron, Uli Kunkel, has lit up an extra candle this year and celebrated under the sea with a man known here as The Wit, uh, former Australian cricketer and now host of Sydney Weekender, though I think that's nearly 20 years old. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with a C, maybe B-list celebrity, but not in a bad way. Um, and we've also uh, celebrated Mrs. Harris's 102nd. What a top innings that is, holy cow. And a big hey-ho to Bronwyn and uh, just up the globe a bit from us here, Damien Rentoul in Japan. So happy birthday, everyone. Oh, it's also my wife's birthday this week, so I know she listens, so happy birthday to you again. Uh, we have a special guest on the podcast this week, all the way from Budapest. Don't get caught out saying Budapest, it is Budapest. Uh, it's the one and only uh, Cam Jandu, the man with the hairdo. And he's taken things to the next level by engaging his own interviewer. And she's awesome, by the way, so uh, I look forward to playing you that later. But first, let's look back over what's been happening in uh, Dear Willy World this past week and a bit. The Oxford University clapping ban. Is that really a thing? Uh, apparently some quarter so. Are you a clapper or a clicker? I don't know, how odd. Who's triggered by clapping? Anyway, loud noises affect some, I guess. Uh, Dawn Bradley, thanks for coining the new moniker for the group. So everyone, get on board with uh, the new Dear Woco. It's a great uh, shortening. Um, and also, uh, 
Looking forward to visiting the new house, by the way. It looks like plenty of room should uh, any, anywhere in between 1 and 20 people happen to drop in. Huge. Zrinka and Kev have made it out of the islands of Cambodia into the inferno that is any main street in Vietnam. Thank God they have uh, great food and cold beer there to enjoy. Um, just reward for having made it safely across the road. Okay, Netflix, The Game Changers, Fact or Fiction. Can plant-based protein make to happier will lead to a happier, healthier, stronger, more virile you. Well, if you haven't seen it on Netflix, go and have a look. As some who can't do dairy, I've had to go, had a quick go at uh, bypassing vegetarian and straight to vegan for all but, uh, well, one, two meals in the last four or five days just to see what happens. And I would have to say, yes, I feel lighter. Uh, It might just be that the meals don't take as long to uh, get through the system anymore. I might have more energy. I did go for a run today. Not sure yet. Um, might take a bit more time to work out whether this is a thing or not. I know there's a couple of uh, vegos and vegans in the group, so hats off to you. Um, I'll be curious if you go with just the straight veggies or whether you're into the meat substitute proteins. Um, something I'm looking at. Uh, more wildlife as usual with Anthea uh, encountering ruse on her run. Bryony stuck with a tangle of red belly blacks. Uh, Sarah also up in the high country there uh, finding a snake so none of this is unusual as the weather warms up in Australia so again for the internationals come on down we'd love to have you here and Pascal might be on the way down under courtesy of an opportunity that's presented itself to uh, run the Rotorua Marathon for the Achilles runners crowd Uh, for those not in the know Achilles provide runners to sighting bed people and act as a guide Uh, we certainly have a good following of Achilles uh, around our way and it's a nice thing to be able to give back to uh, the running community. So hopefully we'll lock you in for a visit, Pascal. It'll be good to see you on this side of the ditch. Cami uh, Jandu, um, around three grams lighter after having a mole removed from the face. Um, not sure what the best tip was to avoid a scar, but it turns out it probably wasn't going, going for a run. Uh, it leads to black eyes, so whew, don't do that. Okay, forget the video or sorry the photos of bathrooms we've moved on it's now video bathroom reviews that's the expectation from here on in thanks to Bryony for her uh, walk through a Japanese version in Ajami's uh, way too many buttons on that toilet but uh, what we come to expect for Japan so uh, thanks for that one uh, Halloween was upon us uh, last week now we didn't have one knock on the door at our place which isn't too unusual but uh, Good to see everyone else getting into the spirit, especially all the uh, US-based willies and uh, Anthea, whose job it is to flog the costumes. Um, yeah, I think I guess it's big in pockets in Australia, I would say, but hasn't quite uh, caught on all the way. All right, now the dick run is now a thing, so join the boss, trace your run, don't forget to include the testicles. Um, I did a testicle run today, as in just a, an oval. Um, and if I had a bit more forethought, I might have tacked on uh, a bit of a shaft, but uh, maybe for next time. And Nick, have you started packing yet? That uh, long move to New Zealand may not bring you the warm, sunny days you're used to in Florida, but there are so many other upsides, as people have pointed out. So get moving, man. Um, we'd love to see you down this way. And a big shout-out to Kelstar, who uh, cracked the four-hour barrier in a first marathon and did it by a long way this past weekend. Uh, added to the fact it was a trail run with more than 700 metres elevation, and that's a top effort. Though uh, next time it might be worth hanging around to receive your cash prize, Kel. Um, just uh, in awe of that, so well done. 
That's a lot of stuff, so it's time for a break from me, and I'll now introduce you to uh, the Duke of Dunkley, the Baron of Budapest, Mr. Cam Jandu. This is a bit of a roller coaster interview, ably assisted by uh, Miss Nikki, who does a great job uh, as the, uh, the number two person in the interview. So uh, over to you, Cam and Nikki. Hi, everybody. This is Cam from Budapest. Uh, I'm going to give uh, my podcast to you today. But to help me give the podcast, I'm going to introduce you to my interviewer. It's my good friend, Nikki. She's uh, a good friend. And then she became an, a colleague. And now she's my adopted sister, which is not relevant for this call. But uh, she's very kindly volunteered to help interview me with the questions that Tony sent through. So you can all understand me a little bit more. And I'll try not to be too bullshitty about it. So, Nikki, what would you like to ask me? Hi, Cam and everyone. I'm really happy to ask you these questions. And the first one is, where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? Thank you. That's a wonderful question, Nikki. So I grew up in a town called Dudley in the West Midlands in England. Uh, I was born in Bradford, which is further north in England. Uh, but my parents moved from there, of course, with me when I was a baby, and uh, my other siblings to Dudley. And I lived there for, oh gosh, until I was 16. Then uh, I ran away from home and um, moved away uh, back to Leeds and grew up more or less in, in, the, in the UK, in the south uh, part. And yeah, it was, it was an interesting childhood, an interesting um, area uh, that we grew up in and really, really um, had a happy childhood, I would say, and uh, had many friends and many, many cousins <laughs> who lived nearby. And, uh, but, and I was doing lots of activities as, as, a, as a child, mainly sports. So Dudley was, you know, a big part of my life but now at the tender age of 51 and I only lived there until I was 16 it was a small part of my life in terms of time but it was a uh, fond memories and for anyone any of the readers who are listening along um, the most famous citizen from Dudley apart from me is uh, a guy called Lenny Henry some of you poms in Australia or wherever will be familiar with Lenny Henry Nikki you're not familiar with Lenny Henry please remind me okay he's a, a comedian from uh, Dudley and he, I think he's probably nearly 60 now, and he, he was famous because he was the first black comedian in the UK in like the 80s or something like that. And uh, he married a lady called Dawn French, who was part of a comedy duo called French and Saunders. I don't know, some people would know Dawn French, I think there's going to need to be some Googling, but Dawn, Dawn French's partner, I'm going a bit off track here, Dawn French's partner, Jennifer Saunders, she's responsible for the absolutely fab, fabulous comedy series and movie, which I'm sure several of our viewers and listeners are familiar with. So anyway, back to Lenny Henry, so he's a very funny guy, and uh, he was married to Dawn French for many years, and they've since divorced, which again is not relevant for this conversation, but it's a really fun <laughs> conversation, so we're going to make this podcast... Funny for you viewers. So that's where I grew up. Was there any more to that question? That's Well, you more or less described how the place is like. Okay. And now, if I'm correct, you live in Budapest. And the next question is uh, related to that. What do you like about uh, where you live right now? Wow. Okay. So Budapest is, uh, is, is a merge of two cities uh, many years ago, a Buddha and Pest. I used to live in Buddha, and, uh, which is the hilly side, and we lived there. It's much more leafy. Do we know which country it is in? It's in Hungary, actually. Thank you for the question. It's often <laughs> confused with a near neighbouring country of Romania. It's a very good question because sometimes when we're pitching to airlines, which is part of my job, which we'll talk about later on, uh, when, you, when you describe Budapest, we, we have to sometimes explain on a map exactly where it is. I'm I sure think there's also a city in the States called Budapest. There is. 
Okay, do you know which state it's in or? Not really. Okay. So oh, I didn't know that. But that's yeah, I'm learning something through new through this interview. So so I live in I live in Pesh now, um, which is the city part and uh, because having lived here for 10 years, my family moved back to the UK. My girls were at university there. I'm separating and nearly divorced from Barbara and I'm working here still at uh, Budapest Airport, which I enjoy thoroughly and um it's a great city to live and every year something new to see and do in Budapest. And uh if we talk about the city itself, it's won numerous prizes for its beauty, for its value, for the people, um for the the British Indian expats that live here. <laughs> where we're very very famous. Um but no, it, it's a good running city as well, which is important for some of the the listeners. So we have lots of running races here from half marathons to marathons which you'll be very familiar with Nikki as a triathlete of only high the half caliber. marathons only the half only the, yeah but you're probably a 130 half marathon or 135 <laughs> or something super fast um but it's a great running city and it has a beautiful river that flows through it mm-hmm. uh, called the river danube which is very famous and we have a lot of river cruises so when when we walk along the riverfront sometimes there's just several ships there which are and the biggest operator is viking cruises and i've learned i i know from some of our australian um viewers that it's advertised heavily on australian tv during you know primetime tv programs they're trying to promote river cruising with a backdrop of the houses of parliament in budapest because it's one of the most beautiful and scenic uh, pictures of not just budapest but of of the whole cruise package of all the seven or eight countries that those cruises go through so i love living here it's great it's great value the people are great and uh yeah and if i get bored or get a bit over it or, or I, there's so many flights uh, that leave budapest thanks to uh the team and the, the different connections that we have so and even to london i was having this conversation with a friend last night to london some days we have 16 flights to five different airports so it's almost like a regular bus but brings me back to living in budapest it's great it's connected well and uh yeah i love it all right yeah. is the weather nice in budapest the weather is beautiful it generally has four seasons so and sometimes it skips the the, the spring or the fall and goes straight from summer to winter or straight from winter to summer but not very often not this year though not this year this year has been lovely and if you go outside as i was this morning running nikki yes and, and don't blame your jet lag and your <laughs> but um i was running on margaret i'm Island. going to run tomorrow are you Promise. okay good so i was running on margaret island which is my go to place for running and you're very familiar with it the viewers i think are familiar with it because they've seen me post some photos from there it's a run it's a it's an island in the middle of the middle of the river danube and uh hang on okay well nikki tries to uh find where cam was going uh on that thought track um just a quick call out for anyone yet to put their hand up for the group secret santa you have until the 15th of november to let ariadne know just search up secret santa on the facebook uh add your name and it's as easy as that and in no time at all you'll have the name and address of the person you are buying for and the past few years has proven a fun way to uh do christmas now hopefully uh cam's picked up his train of thought and back to you the weather we're talking about the weather. the weather so the the leaves were just in full autumn bloom so orange leaves on the tree just falling literally falling at a, at a rapid pace so i wanted to stop and take a photograph but i didn't because i was running so fast and of course it would have been too hard to stop it would have been too hard to stop and a video probably would have, would have done it better but but the weather in in the summer it's very mediterranean it gets into the high 30s early 40s 
um, which is a little bit too warm. And sometimes um, the air doesn't move because we're a landlocked country. Mm -hmm. Did you know that, Nikki? Yeah. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) We're a landlocked country, so the air air doesn't move and um, it's... um, it's just a high degree of humidity. So just immediately when you leave your premises, if it's air conditioned, you go outside, you just struggle, which is why a lot of people just leave town for a few days uh, in August, I think, is when it hits its peak. And then conversely, winter's pretty cold. Um, it doesn't snow as much now as it used to when I first tried a decade ago. I remember when I came then, we used to get you know one or two metres of snow sometimes in drifts. Um, and it made life a bit difficult although the, the roads also fun also fun yeah 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 well I was a kid at that time and it was more fun than difficult <laughs> that's true that's true but now with climate change you, you, the winter seemed to be getting a little bit milder and I, I think and the snow's not as as um, prevalent as it used to be so it happened it still does come occasionally but not so much but we still have to change our tyres on the vehicles from uh, summer tyres to winter tyres in November and then back in March Safety. Don't forget, safety first. <laughs> All right. Well, we sort of answered the, how the weather is today. Do we need to answer that? Uh, okay. When I was, was that more today, important was, than how it is in general? I don't know. I think we don't have to stick to the script. Whoever okay. this Tony Britton is and made up these questions, <laughs> he's just using it as a guideline. He said, guideline, we go off right. Well, we've already answered the, the, the weather question, but. To be complete, it was quite nice today. It was eight or nine <laughs> degrees, it was a bit chilly, the sun was out and the leaves were falling. Quite perfect nice. for running, though. It was perfect for running. Oh, and maybe I was that, was, maybe that was the perf- purpose of the question. Could be, yeah, oh, yeah it was okay. perfect for running. Okay. So. Next one. How many group members have you met in person? Um, I saw, I think, Dougie when he gave his interview. How many he mentioned? I can't. Let me try off the top of my head. So I know the... The, the founding chairman, Uli Kunkel, he calls himself these days. It's not his real name. When I first met him, his name was Pancho Gonzalez. It's, yeah, that's what he always be known as to me, Pancho Gonzalez. Although his real name is Giovanni Cirillo. He's Italian, so yeah, to go figure. So I know, I know Giovanni, I know his wife, Mal, who suddenly, or suddenly, who's called Ariadne on Facebook. So our other friend, who's also part of this group, Chris Viteri, who lives in Canada, I've met him. He thinks they're both in a witness protection program, which is why they change their names so often. So it's a bit suspicious, that is. So, so Chris, Giovanni, Mal, um, James Viteri, married to Chris, lovely friend of mine, a runner friend. Pascal from Brussels or Belgium. I think he lives in Brussels. Cecil from Norway. Dougie from Belfast. Karen Selby from... Uh, she's she's from Scotland, but she lives in England. Alan Selby, if he's in this group, I'm missing a few people out. Sammy Craig, my friend from Adelaide, uh, who I met, I think we met on Fifth Avenue when we were just finishing New York Marathon randomly, and um, we talk about that moment occasionally. Bryony Bullard, and yeah, so if I'm missing people out, then it's not intentional. So I think I probably met a dozen. Ria Zrinka, my Croatian sister who's on a round world trip with her boyfriend um, who she met on, on tour, who I've yet to meet. So anyway, she lives in Croatia normally, but she's, I don't know, I don't want to say Zrinka's age, but she, well, I met her once when she was coming through Budapest Airport and we had lunch, so really nice person. And uh, yeah, so if I've missed people out, I apologise, but I've, I've probably met a dozen or so. And there's many more to meet at future marathons. There are plenty more to meet at future marathons. And a lot of the people that I met were through the running group that was formed uh, back in 2013, the New York Marathon Running Group. And uh, yeah, we've kept in contact with, with each other. And then Giovanni Uli Kunkel, who set up this group <laughs> a while back, introduced me to a new readership. And uh, so many Australians, 
uh, some people in the US, some people in Canada. Um, and I know I'm missing people out that I've met, so I'm sorry. But, uh, but there's opportunities to meet everybody again another time. And they're trying to persuade me to go to Australia, which I may do once, uh, maybe next year, who knows. Once the divorce is, is done and everything's clear, and uh, I might go for a few weeks to, see, to Sydney, um, which is where the great leader lives. So I have an invitation to go to his house. And just one comment on the leader of this group, Oli Kunkel. He's got fake hair. He's got a ridiculous amount of hair. He keeps <laughs> telling me it's real. It's, it's like 51. He's, he's one month younger than me. And he's got fake grass. I want everybody who goes to his house to check the grass, pull it up, and let me know if it's real or fake. So, so I think that's the short answer I'm going to give to this question. <laughs> Very short one. Yes. Very short. Okay. <laughs> Next one. What's your favorite thing about this Facebook group? It's the lack of judgment, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep your sentence short because I'm conscious of time. The lack of judgment. and We're at 12 minutes. We're at 12 minutes. Gosh. How edit. much time do we have? I don't know. Tony, I know you're 15, not listening. Are we okay with 15? 15. We'll 16? Go, we'll go for 15, 16. The most, most relevant, most important question is if it's all funny and going to be edited or, or whether it's all going to be played. I think everyone's going to enjoy it because I think I give them perfect information. We're working hard on that. Exactly, exactly. So, so the lack of judgment and, and the support from people, I think, is, is wonderful. And a lot of people we just haven't met yet in reality, but we think we know each other. And this podcast really helps provide a vehicle for knowing people better. So I'm happy with that as well. So. Okay, thank you. The next one, you have touched on this topic a little bit, but let's go precise. What do you do for a living? I work as one of the directors at Budapest Airport uh, in Hungary and the way an airport generally makes their income is by encouraging airlines to fly there because the more aircraft that fly, they bring more passengers and we make the majority of our income through airlines and the numbers of passengers. So the more airlines and more passengers, we make more money um, and not just looking at the commercial side. We look after, in, in our team, which you're a member of as well, um, we look after all the shops and the restaurants, the parking, so all of the... And, and the whole combined total um, income that's coming from this department is about 75% of the airport's income. So it's very quite an accountable area that's important for the whole airport to, to, to thrive. And then what we do with that kind of money, we invest it in the infrastructure where we can expand the terminals and do um, what we need to do to the baggage systems and the security arrangements. So passengers continue to, can continue to fly safely. But I'm supported by you know, a team of about 45 people uh, who work much harder than I do. I just like to think I uh, give some guidance and leadership when it's needed. So, and I've been doing this job. I've been here for ten years, and I've been doing this particular job for four. And prior to that, I was doing a slightly different job. So, where I was also looking after operations, and that was not wasn't as cool as this one. So, this one is definitely a cool one. This is. <laughs> All right. Is that something you always wanted to do? This might be a big question. <sighs> no. No. <laughs> I don't. When I was sitting in my class at, at high school, I didn't ever contemplate working at an airport because I, like most people, like most of the readers think, no one knows what an airport is generally. You see it as a redundant piece of infrastructure that you have, yeah, it's, it, it's a, that you have to pass through. I know your job you is to make... You know that I'm a new employee here. I know, Nikki, I know. <laughs> and if your job is to make us not a redundant one, your job is to make us noticeable, to make the product and the experience for our passengers and our guests even better, which is why you're doing a great job so far, and this is why we're going to continue to support that area, because we want to evolve from being a redundant piece of infrastructure to being something that's remembered by the passenger, because the airlines, 
are the ones who have the contract with the passenger to transport them from airport A to airport B or city A to city B. Uh, to city B. Our job as, as the airport is to provide a good experience on the ground. I think many airports have lost that. The ones in Asia do a good job of it. You know, the Singapore's, the Changi's, even the Chinese ones now really give a lot of focus on customer experience. In Europe, it's lacking a little bit, um, but we're trying to get there. And particularly with your department, uh, we're, we're trying to do a lot of things in a short space of time. We're already seeing some positive results, but... I think generally it, it's never been a, a focus for um, airports to give so much good customer experience. But back to the question, I didn't imagine think I would be doing a job like this. I wanted to be a soccer player. I wanted to be a professional footballer. And my dream was crushed when I was told I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> I could have told them. I could have still played. You are in the right place, though. Yeah, I am. Thank you. <laughs> okay, next one. A little oh, over 15. That's okay. How's, They're going to love it. How's the family? Family, okay, uh, yeah, okay. I'm nearly divorced. Uh, after I, I was married, uh, more or less, we were together for nearly 24 years. Still, fully respect and love my my ex partner, and uh, she's um, living in our house in the UK. And we're going through final stages of divorce amicably. So it, it's it, for both of us, it's the right decision. Uh, we have two beautiful daughters who are always going to be a, a connection for us. Jasmine's 21, Ella's 20, and they're both studying at different universities in the UK. So the family, as far as I'm aware, they're very good. And I'm going over next week, uh, and I'll see them all. So I'm looking forward to that. That more or less answers the next question, which is any travel plans coming up? London next week, I'm surprised. <laughs> and I'm going to Poland, uh, Warsaw, for a conference for two days. Um, and then the following week, I'm going back to London again, but that's for a meeting. And then the week after, I'm going to Malta to meet some members of this group. So Jane and Chris are coming from uh, Ottawa, Canada, and Pascal's coming from uh, uh, Brussels. So we were met up there, I think, two years ago, and uh, Chris uh, has land in Malta, so he goes back and forth quite often. Pascal studied there, I think, in Malta, and she loves it. So uh, we're all going to meet up, and uh, yeah, it should be fun. So that, I think that's going to be my last trip this year. That's the end of November. And they might convince you to go to Australia? Maybe, maybe. Or Canada. They live in Ottawa, Canada. But the Australians, they're, they're really always... They talk a lot. They always they say talk a lot. But they're good. They're good people. They're, they're going to be hospitable. And I, I will go to Australia because I have got a sister and uh, my late brother's family who live in Australia. You didn't too. let me ask the question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. Which was, if you're not in Australia, have you been? And if not, would you like to go? I've been to Australia four times. Um... And all four times were wonderful. I've generally always gone to Western Australia, where my sister and my brother's family live. Um, and I lived and worked there actually when I was 18, illegally, for, for a long, longer time when, I, when my visa allowed. But I was 18, I was having fun, I was backpacking. It's kind history. Of, it's history. But I spent a, a bit of time on the East Coast as well. So I went to all of the cities, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, um, uh, Canberra, um, and they're wonderful in their own right my favorite place in australia favorite city if i had to pick one would be melbourne because it's much more european like for me um mm -hmm. but all of the all of the experiences that i had were, were really wonderful and what is beautiful in, in in australia the blue mountains just outside sydney i haven't been to the northern territory or as rock or uluru as it's called and that may be something for me to do in future but i'm looking forward to going back to to see all the the deadly animals and insects <laughs> and of course this group who live there so Sounds very good. We got to the end of the questions. Wow. Anything And else you would like to share? Oh, gosh. No, I don't think so. I think we've rambled on quite quite a lot, mainly me. And uh, I hope that this interview has given people some more insights about who I am. 
where I live, what I do, um, as it was intended to. And I'd like to thank you, Nikki, for interviewing me and uh, also thank Tony for organising the podcast. And I look forward to seeing how much you're going to edit this and, uh, when, and look forward to listening to it when you air it. And I will probably hate my, the sound of my voice as it's normal, normally the case. So thank you. Nothing else for me to say. Great. Unfortunately, I'm not part of the group yet, but please send me the link once it's published. I will. Thanks, Nikki. <laughs> Guaranteed. Thank you, Cam. Thank you. What a top interview. That 12-minute uh, mark through to 19 flew. Uh, don't know what you're worried about, Cam, with the length. Uh, it was all pure gold. And uh, thanks again to Miss Nikki for throwing her voice in. It uh, certainly helps break it up and I didn't have to do much editing at all. So thanks to the both of you. Um, I now feel I know you so much better, and if no one else put that voice to the face, um, I'd be very surprised. So, um, yeah, that's it. Call out for next podcast. It's as easy as telling us about you and your life, what you like, what you hate. Um, Be you a park ranger, an airport manager, or a bloke who goes to conferences by airplane to talk about air quality. Doesn't really matter. So all of your jobs are much more interesting than mine, so don't worry about that. Knock it out, send it to me, we'll get it up and share it out. So until next time, be good to your mums, don't lie to the police, and goodbye.